Welcome to another edition of the Georgia Songbirds podcast, brought to you by Anchor FM and Yes Ma'am Music. This week's special guest was none other than Miss Jana Jennings. Jana is a singer-songwriter from the Cumming area. She's uh, in the folk Americana music. She's got a new, uh, well, not new for her, but an EP out Courtyards at Avery Aries. Check it out. Download some of her music. Help support some of your uh, local artists around town. We uh we got in a lot of stuff this week. I mean, we were kind of all over the place. We were talking about microwaves and bears and, of course, music. I mean, we always do music. You know, you're going to hear hear them play live on the show. And then her uh, she's got a song at the end that we put out, her newest one. Again, it's on her Courtyards and Aviaries Part 2 uh, EP. Like I said, go download the music. Help out all the artists that you can. Like if you don't know, and if you don't know Janie, you need to get to know her. She is a funny young lady, and she's already have has done a lot in her short time. She's a co-host of Unsigned Chat podcast. Check it out. Uh, she does UK Hour with um, a gentleman from the UK. Like I said, obviously in UK Hour, and it's on Twitter. Like I said, Twitter stuff. I'm. I can't help you on that. I'm I'm still trying to learn that stuff out. I know social media is something that everybody has to learn. And I'm slowly, begrudgingly doing it, kicking and screaming, but I'm figuring it out. But she also, like I said, she has a magazine, the UK, the Unsigned Chat magazine podcast. Look her up. She's got a lot of stuff going on, and she helps the, the songwriting community herself. As being well as a songwriter and a singer, and she's really good. I mean, I listen to her, and she's got a very unique voice. You know Claire Bowen is, and ever watch that show Nashville, she kind of sounds like her. But she came up here. Her and her mom came, and normally, like I said, we do everything outside. But lately, because of the weather, if it would ever stop raining, we do, I have to have them come inside because I just can't stand them up there because of weather. I can't stick the, the equipment out in the rain. Or if you know, if you don't know, I do it out in the gazebo outside and it's a good walk around the family cemetery to get to it. And it was just too muddy. I wasn't going to make her and her mom walk through the mud. So we, we recorded everything here in the house. So you'll hear my dogs and you'll hear my kids and you'll hear some different noises like that than you would outside. I always like doing it outside because it's, it's fun for me. We're out in the open. It's, it's kind of a you never seen the view it's actually a pretty good view there i mean yeah we're gonna get loud noises like gunshots and you're gonna get truck noises and stuff like that and birds but i think it adds it adds to it now inside you get different ambience noise like right now my dog is sounds like he's knocking on the door but he's he's has kind of an allergic reaction to something so he's he's freaking out a little bit but we got a lot of um interesting guests coming up and like i said we're always trying to bring in more for you guys i sent a link out onto i think facebook and even maybe instagram i think it's more facebook uh if you want to leave a message you can it's on the anchor fm maybe even do other apps too i'm not sure but uh leave me a message let me know what you think of the podcast let me know if there's anybody you want me to hear anybody i should interview that i haven't uh just tell me some of your favorite guests so far i like hearing from you guys and if I'm not hearing from you and you're, and you're actually sending me messages, let me know too, because that may be something on my end. I'm not the most computer savvy, if you didn't know. Most of you probably know. 
So let me know if, if there is, you know, just reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Just shoot me a message and tell me, okay, I, I sent you a message and it's not coming through. And I'll see what's going on on my end. Let's see what else we got going. Um, songwriter workshops. As always, uh, I always like to host once a month. We do a meeting for songwriters. And then we have a showcase on the second Friday of each month at the uh, Coffee Vineyard, which is now Music on the Vine. So we have coming up Harvey Glickinson and um, Sweet Young Twang. So check them out. And I hopefully I can get them on the podcast too. Now we got some some of the guests that I've already gotten lined up coming soon. Uh, Mason Embers will be coming up here soon. Uh, the Dart Band will be coming up. I'm looking forward to meeting those guys. Uh, Music Authority, they're coming up here with the new band. You've heard one of the podcasts I did with them before. The, each year they have a new band, so I can't wait to hear this band. It's always kids that are playing, and it amazes me the how young everybody seems to be now. Just coming back, and I know when I was 19 years old, that's when I was doing music, and I wasn't nowhere near as good as these kids are coming up, so it just amazes me, inspires me to, to do better. What else we got? Um... I think that's about it that I can think of right now. I'm sure I'll remember something later. But uh, again, we're listening to Jana Jennings. If you don't know her, check her stuff out. She's really talented. You know, she's redhead. She's like one of the 3% of the population. She's really proud to be a redhead. She's really funny. She's got a, a fear of microwaves. We talk about that and bears. So it was, it was a unique conversation. I had a blast. I mean, it's one of the, the funnest interviews I've done. So uh, I'll stop talking so you can hear it. Just check her out, support her music, and uh, thank you guys for listening. All right, everybody, welcome to the Georgia Songbirds. Brought to you by Anchor FM, Yes Ma'am Music, and we are here with Miss Jana, Jana yes. Jennings. Hi. Introduce yourself, Jana. Hi, I'm Jana Jennings. Thank you so much for having me. I am a, um Americana singer-songwriter from Cumming, Georgia. I just put out a new album called Courtyards and Aviaries Part 2. Nice. Yeah, and is it... You know what? I'm not picking this up very good. There he goes. Okay. I saw that and I had to look up what aviary was because I was like, I don't think it was, didn't mean what I thought it did. So it's, it's a cage, like a bird cage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's funny because you're coming on the Georgia Songbirds and you're going to be ha- talking bird about bird cages. cages. Mm-hmm. So now you also host a podcast as well. I do. It's the Unsigned Chat Podcast. I co-host with Matt from Music Hour UK, which is like a... um. A Twitter hour where musicians can go share links or links or whatever they want to share to their music, their website, their YouTube, and other people participating in the hour go retweet, go listen to their music, give constructive feedback, or um, just make friends. And it's a good way to get on radio and stuff. So I, I started participating in Music Hour UK, and then um, Matt and I both started Unsigned Chat, which is like the, the U.S. version of it. Okay. And um, it's been really amazing how much we've been able to do with Unsigned Chat, more than just a Twitter hour. We also have a magazine and a podcast and blogs and all kinds of great stuff coming in the new year as well. So that's nice. always exciting. I have to ask you how to do that because I've been trying to get stuff for this, the same thing. And it's like, well, who do I use? Where can I get it? I mean, they've done like articles and stuff, but yours is actually a, a really, a really big deal. I haven't got to listen to it yet. I've got it set up so I could listen. And then like everybody else, I get sidetracked. 
<laughs> I can relate. Totally fine. I, I can't help it. But I am going to listen to it. So like I said, my stuff when I'm driving, I'm going to Nashville tomorrow. So I'm going to put it in and I'll listen to some of it as I'm going down the road. Cool. Thank you. How long have you been doing music and everything together? Um, with Matt or just myself? Total. Okay. I started getting really serious about music when I was 12. Um, then I started, okay, so then I was in an Americana duo called Copper River for a couple of years. Okay. And then whenever I was um, 15, 16 was when I started um, getting better with songwriting. And I had taken some lessons with guitar, piano, and things like that. I started recording, and that's that's kind of where everything started. But I've been singing since I was three. Like, I would sing in church and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was where I really decided that music was my passion because I really liked it when people would say that they enjoyed me singing Jesus Loves Me. Okay. So I was like, oh, this is nice. I think I will continue doing this. Now, you don't look more older than a teenager. How old are you? I'm 19. 19. So you are your last of the teenage years. Yes. My little girl who you met is 10 going on 13. That's awesome. So, no, no, no. <laughs> I can relate, though, because that was me. I'm so not ready for that. When I was 13, I thought I was so grown up. I was like, this is it. This is the big time. Right. I'm so old now. I'm used to boys. I've got, like I said, like a 22-year-old and the boy Gibson, who's named after my guitars, are easy. I know how to deal with them. But girls, <laughs> I'm finding a whole nother. And I'm sure your mom, who came with you, uh, can relate on some of that stuff. Right? Absolutely. Uh, and what, who's your mom? This is my mom, Vicki Jennings. She's the momager. Hi. Momager. Yes. Okay. You know, get a little closer to the mic or slide. You can slide it to you a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm picking you up, but but go ahead, mom. Hi, I'm the momager. <laughs> <laughs> so that you need one. Yes. You need somebody to watch, especially a young lady doing um, music because you're out and about a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Playing. So it's good to have a momager. Yes. My mom and my dad go with me to pretty much every show. And it's really good to have people go with me because you never know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also good to have people around like to talk to and stuff backstage. So That's I true. like it. That's true. Now, where do you normally play out at? Because you do like bluegrass and Christian, right? Yes. Okay. So I, there's not really like um, like a set kind of place. I, I don't usually, I don't like play bars. But other than that, mm -hmm. I play like churches and um, festivals and things like that. I did kind of like a mini tour last year where I played um, all over the southeast so that was a lot of fun just going different places and getting to share my music and hug a lot of people which is great <laughs> that that's good now I, I haven't heard no i actually have i listened to some of your songs uh because i, I tried to do a little bit of research before somebody comes on so I thank know, you for doing that uh, you actually won uh won an award correct? yes i did Talk thank about you that. for bringing that up okay i am the uh folk americana bluegrass vocalist of the year the Josie Music Awards, and that was really great because I was like, oh, yes, Americana has been a, a genre that I'm really passionate about for a long time, but I, I was like, people kept labeling my songs country, and I was like, well, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily country, <laughs> but now I can be like, it's Americana, okay. because I mean, like, it's always been where I wanted to go, but uh -huh. not a lot of people understand what Americana is, but now I could be like, this is my award, it says Americana, Americana. on it, so it's for sure now. So... Explain to people who don't know what is considered Americana. Americana is just roots music. So it's kind of like a variety. Um, it's a, a mix of like bluegrass and like rootsy rock music that all came together in okay. the, like a folk kind of way. I but always, a little bit 
out of the way from folk. I always tell people that when they listen to my music because I have a band, it's mutt music <laughs> because it's a mixture of everything. I got an R&B yes. singer. I write, I write the songs. And we got a guy that plays bass that plays saxophone as well. So I understand. Genres are so confining. Oh, and I, I love, I love, you know who um, John Cafferty is? No. Okay. You ever seen the movie Eddie and the Cruisers? It's an older movie. You may not know it. I haven't. Okay. Well, to get the reference, you're going to have to go watch it or okay. you're going to have to listen to him. They had a, a band called John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And that's who I took my music and, and made it after. So as you were growing up, because you're 19 years old, so I'm curious what kind of influences you have that pushed you to, like maybe Americana music or the Christian, the bluegrass, uh, and there goes the dogs. Yeah. So uh, who influenced you musically to get to, get to where you are? Um, it's a long story. So like... We got time. Both of my sisters were um, a lot older than me when I was little and growing up. So they would listen to the music that was on the radio and then I would listen like they were really into like Jacob Dylan and um America and my mom loved Joni Mitchell and Carly Simon and Carol King so I had a lot of different influences that I would just listen to all the time and learn the words to like Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then when I got older I loved the Avett Brothers and I, that was my like introduction to Americana but when I was nine, my cousin owned a bluegrass like music store, wow. and she would have people come in and um, have concerts on I think Saturday nights at um, Sony Mountain Music, and she would let me go and sing an intermission in between. So I would sing jingles from '70s commercials, like the <laughs> Coca. I collect Coca Cola, so the first song I ever performed as a like not in church was um, I'd like to teach the world to sing from the commercials. And so that was listening to all those bluegrass bands was my introduction to that. And then um, I loved Joan Baez and people like that growing up. So, and my sister was a big fan of Bob Dylan. So that was kind of like all of those influences came together. And I noticed that I was blending a lot of those in my music. So I was like, Americana is pretty broad, but it, I mean, it kind of, it allows all those genres to be included. So I was able to take all of those and mix them together and um, find a genre that really fit my sound because I had such a wide variety of influences. My favorite, of course, is like Joni Mitchell and Carly Simon and people like that. So like taking the 70s songwriter sound, making it bluegrass became Americana to me. And, and I liked what I heard so far of like, and so what I did is, um, and anybody you know, tell them the same thing is when they come on, I've got a Spotify list, uh, the Georgia Songbirds guest and anybody that comes on or I'm going to, uh, interview, I will put their songs on there so they can play. So people can actually hear, hearing your music. Now you started talking about jingles and this popped, this popped in my head. Have you ever seen the movie Demolition Man? No, I oh. don't know. I'm not getting all these references today. Okay. The only reason I say that movie is because it, it's set in the future mm -hmm. and they don't have radio anymore. It's just jingles. And it made That's me think hilarious. of that. You got to watch that just for that part of it. It's Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone are in the movie. I got to watch that. And, uh, That's Sands. how I, I mean. Yeah. Jingles was where I started. I need to start writing jingles for commercials. There's a lot of money in that. I ought to. You ought to. If you can find a way to do it and you can get into it. Absolutely. <laughs> because that's, a, that's guaranteed money every time yep. you play and then it's, it's, I think a songwriter, if I'm right, the, the songwriting aspect of it, as far as like the royalties are the same, you just set it up through, uh, are you in a PRO? You have your PRO? Yet? Yeah. Okay. 
So you, you just set it up through there, I think is how it works for that. So okay. you have to check. I don't know because I haven't written any jingles. I just wrote songs, but that is a is a good, I need a good to, thing to get started I need to start to. getting into jingles because, you know, back to the roots. Right to the roots. Um, now you, you got your guitar. We'll let you play a song. You want to hook it up? We'll go ahead and play. Cool. You're so bubbly. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment too. I'm going to do a new song called Lost Time. I'm going to try it out. pretty thank you that can you yodel no damn it i've been trying to find somebody who can yodel forever well i maybe could i've never tried it before but people have told me i sound yodely you get that high i guess high register where, they, where it goes up and you get the, the break i can hear it i was like oh i wonder if she can yodel what do you need a yodeler for <laughs> that's really that's hard, hard to say. say what do you need a yodeler for because i've never met one well i'm close you're close you're close I'm, they had a um, i've met a yodeler before have you yeah I'm sorry. I Go ahead and say their name. 
I don't remember. Have oh. you read Yodeler? The orange. The orange. <laughs> I've met a Yodeler. His name was the Orange Yodeler. The Orange Yodeler. So, okay. Yeah. All right. If Orange Yodeler happens to be listening, you come on this podcast and we will let you sing and yodel to your heart's content. Because I've always been interested in that. It's just, in the Yodeler? I, yeah, I don't know why. It's, I guess because I can't do it. And it's not, it's like tap dancing. It's not something that you see a lot of. Yeah. And uh, I had a, a, a school on here. I don't know if you know the Music Authority. It's a school. Yeah. Out of, out of coming, they uh, they were telling me they knew a lady who was just starting to yodel. I'm like, okay, well, you need to send them my way because yeah. I want to hear a yodeler so bad. I don't know what it is, and I'm sure once I hear it, I'll be fine. But it's I have just, that thing about I have that, but about whistling. Can you can you not whistle? I can't whistle. I don't know if I can either. I think my wife whistles better than I do. I can't so, whistle. Right. I mean, I've never been able to, but I can make kind of a whistling sound uh-huh. sometimes on accident. <laughs> but I'd really like to meet somebody who could teach me how to whistle. I have to introduce my wife because she she's a drill sergeant or she used to be a drill sergeant in the uh, That's Army. That's groovy. So she's now um, 23 years, but she can do like the loud, loud whistle. I can't do that. Neither. I can't. I think my kids can do it probably more than, better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to stuff. Garrett Wheeler actually told me about you. I love Garrett. He, when I had him up here, we were talking. It got dark, like I said. And uh, if you guys don't know, I'm actually in the house uh, today because it's still yucky up there at Gazebo. And I'm not going to let you guys get, get stuck. And you, you don't want to crawl through the mud. <laughs> um, but Garrett told me about you. So have, how do you That's know Garrett? That's so nice that he did that. Oh, yeah. He's a nice guy. It's true. So you guys are around the same age. So y'all have, he plays a lot of bars. Do you play in the same areas? Sometimes he does the same venues? Well, um, we were both playing Eddie's Attic. Okay. When Jan Smith Studios was having like a showcase for okay. people that go to the studio, and um, he went through and followed everybody, so I followed him back. And then it was my birthday, and he said happy birthday, and I was like, cool, thanks. <laughs> and then we've been friends ever since. And I had him on. I have a show in um, Pigeon Forge. Oh wow! And I had him come on the show, and I interviewed him, and then we sang. I don't. I don't know if I can say that we have a duet, so maybe not. We may or may not have a duet, and we sang it on my show, and it was cool. Nice. And, uh, and that was fun. We always have a good time. Now, where are you out of? Are you out of Pigeon Forge? Oh, no. I am I live in Cumming. In Cumming. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, But I spend a lot of time in Pigeon Forge. Just playing music or just because it's for you? Um, yeah, playing music. And uh, I, I uh, had a show called Showcase with Jana Jennings, mm-hmm. and I still have it. We're just not filming anything right now. And I used to, I had musicians come on where I would interview them and they'd play a couple songs. It was a lot like this, but like live on Facebook and yeah. on some local stations up there. And so that was always really fun because I got to meet a lot of people and people would come like, I got to meet a lot of people who I never would have met because they didn't live anywhere near me. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. I got to interact with a lot of musicians, talk about some cool things they were doing and get some good ideas. For stuff because they would be like oh yeah i've been playing in this kind of area or on this radio station and stuff and then we just like talk which is why i think it's really important to have musician friends because like you bounce ideas off of each other oh, yeah. and that was always really fun playing with other people so so tell everybody because you're already doing like a lot of social media stuff and you're doing showcases and you're and you're and goes my work phone and you're doing um like tv spots so how did you get in that Kind of give people advice how they can get into it and follow what you're doing. Because, I mean, you're 19 years old and have already done way more than most people have, have for that. I mean, because, like I said, I'm I'm 42 years old. So my, that's why I named my band Yes Ma'am for Middle-Aged Men. I don't know anything about the social media. So help me and help the other people that uh, are 
interested in doing that, but maybe not don't know how to do it. How did you get started doing like the media and stuff like that? Well, there's a lot of different a lot of different ways that you can approach this, but like the I've just kind of seen I've just seen the way that God kind of puts me in the right place at the right time for mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of things. So what got me into my TV show was that I went up and was interviewed on the same network because um, my mom is the momager and she um, just told me one day that's where we're going. So then I was up there and made um, friends with some people up there and made friends with the the people who hosted that show. And then I got a show on that network and then I moved networks to um, Thundering Hoofs where I was working with the same lady who was the host of the show where I went. So it was kind of like... Um, like God put our paths together so mm-hmm. that we could continue working with each other in other ways. So, and on Instagram and as far as all that went, um, music hour UK really helped me get my follower account up on Twitter. And, um, people put a lot of emphasis on like vanity metrics, like, well, we don't know if we want to have you play here. How many followers do you have? How many streams do you have on Spotify? And yeah. so it doesn't really matter how good you are in a lot of circumstances. It matters like, what can you do for the person that that you want to work with? What can you offer them as far as advertisement or as far as like social outreach? And so what I would try to do is just build up as much as I could uh, so that I would be able to have more opportunities. But then it hit me like the more times people like go to my page or follow me or look at my website, I have the opportunity to point people in any direction. Mm -hmm. Like I can send them to my music. I can send them um, to something inspirational. And so I started thinking maybe my Instagram should be something that not only promotes my music and other artists, maybe it could be something where I shared something helpful to other people, made it something real. Because, you know, you see a lot of things like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's not real. It's like this is something that I'm doing and everybody look at this and you know it might not come like you just see you just see people trying to get a lot of likes but um that what i would say for advice is like just be honest about what you want people like i have a mission statement that is spread a message of hope so anything that i do i always pray that i'll be able to share that message of hope guide people to things that will help them in their life more than just help me get a like so then I feel like after that, God started sending me to more places where I would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I guess my I guess my advice would just be have a mission statement and stick with it. Know what you want to get out of what, of what you're doing because that gives you a clearer direction. You'll be able to... Um, <laughs> my mom's holding up a sign right now for what I should talk about. Um, <laughs> I've got my cheat sheet on my phone. That's awesome. <laughs> Like, I, I just feel like God put me in a lot of situations where I was able to spread that message. So that's what I would say to anybody that's trying to build up their social network, get more gigs, get on TV or whatever. If you know what you want to say, mm-hmm. then you have the opportunity to say it. So, I mean, like I wrote a song called Hold On and um, that song helped me start working with an organization called change, which kind of is combating it, it combats suicide in Blairsville, but it also just works to spread love to people so that other people feel loved more yeah. than just like trying to help people who struggle with depression. It kind of like combats depression 
in general. Okay. So that's something that I've been really excited about working with because after I had that put on my heart to do, like God put me in that situation. So have a mission statement, stick with it, know what direction you want, know what you want to say, and then you'll be able to have a, like a, a clear shot to getting where you want to go, getting the followers, stuff like that. Your mom should be very proud of you because you've got a very level head for 19 years well, old. Well, thank you. You do. Congratulations, mom. <laughs> Thanks. You do. I mean, because I'm sitting here listening to you talking about and I'm like, you're 19 years old. I'm like, wow, when I was 19 years old, I was not thinking about that. I was I was in Nashville and I had started writing and I was went, I was trying to find how to get through Nashville, you know, but I had a, a family started. So I was young. So I was like, okay, well, we'll I'll go up here as a songwriting award. And I was like, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything about the business. It's changed since then. I mean, that's 20 something years ago. But the way it is now is like a lot of the social media, a lot of the Facebook, a lot of the, the getting your message apart, uh, getting it across. And, but it's still the same thing. What goes back to it is everything you said is you got to network. Yeah. You got to meet people and you got to be able to talk to people. And you can't be scared to sit in the corner. And like I said earlier, you're so energetic and so bubbly. I, I don't Thank see you, you sitting in the corner anywhere not talking to somebody. I love to talk. It's That's my favorite good. thing. That's good. <laughs> I have a lot of fun when I talk. I saw um, you had something on your, uh, I guess your info, your bio about like a redhead, 3% of redheads or something yes. like that. Explain 2% of the bit. population yep. right here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, um, I feel like the entire 2% of the population of redheads lives in my neighborhood because there's so many redheads near me. Do you know uh, Lindsay uh, Harper? Lindsay no. Beth Harper? She's, a, she's a redhead. Lindsay Beth Harper. That's great. She's a redhead too. So you saw that. It's like, oh, y'all got to know each other because you're 2%. You know, all redheads know each other. Right? I mean, like we're, we're all best <laughs> friends. We go to the mall all the time. You should. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there needs to be a redhead club. Wait, there is one. It's how to be a redhead. <laughs> they send you boxes and stuff in the mail full of stuff made for redheads. Really? Not an ad, but... Well, they may hear it and want to sponsor it, so continue. <laughs> if they would sponsor me, I'd be so happy. <laughs> how right. to be a redhead, where's my sponsor? Right, where's my sponsor? I'll take your... I'll, I'll dye my hair red. Whatever hair I have left, I'll turn it red if I need to. Then then they will sponsor Georgia Songbirds. Yes. It would be great. So explain about it. I said, if I, I'm, I'm curious, what kind of group is it? What does it do? Do you do you know anything about it? I, I have received a few boxes in the mail, so I'm pretty much an expert on this. Um, they have like a Pinterest page and stuff. They have a <laughs> blog and a website, and they tell you like what kind of sunscreen to wear if you're a redhead <laughs> and um, because what kind of makeup to wear. Because apparently all redheads are like pale skin right yes we burn so easily we're lobsters in the sun my my daughter is uh like i said twins i've got the boy and the girl the girl can't go out she gets like she gets out in the sun and she starts swelling up yeah we went to paris and bless her heart she was like a little kid she's like maybe a year year old and her eyes swole shut she got just so that much is so sad bless her heart so do you, you guys do you have that problem or are you actually the same I just like stuff? Burn. burn. I just burn and then get a headache and have to go inside. Okay. Because I can't see in the sun either, so it's pretty much just a vampire situation. Well, see, the good thing is you won't get like skin, skin. Uh, no melanoma. That's you. why I wear long skin sleeves cancer. to the beach. Oh, I can't do that. I totally wear long sleeves and like long shorts and stuff to the beach. And last year we went with my whole family and my sister was like, why are you dressed like that? We're going to the beach. And I was like, because I'm fighting <laughs> against melanoma. 
<laughs> it's me against the sun. <laughs> I can't wear long sleeve in outside when it's hot. I work outside. My my real job when I'm not doing music or doing a podcast is I own a pest control company. So I'm outside doing nice. work. And I can't. You can't wear, wear long sleeves. No, no. I sleep with a fan at night in the oh, winter time. Definitely not. Oh, I have like two blankets. One of like both of them are super thick. I'm always cold. God bless. <laughs> My wife found. I don't. They don't make anymore. They're called snuggies. Yes, I had a snuggie. snuggie? I did. It was a pink one. They don't have it anymore. I I had a pink snuggie with a crown on it. Yep. The little thing in the feet. Stick your feet in there and you, yep. They don't make them anymore. That is so sad. Yes. I remember that. I I couldn't have been but like nine or ten. And I said that the only thing I wanted for Christmas was a snuggie. (laughs) (laughs) I got a snuggie for Christmas. And it was was like it had a little wool part of it. And Mm -hmm. then the rest of it had pretty princess looking things and a crown on it. And it was, was, uh, I still have it. (laughs) Hey, I I wish I could get one of hers. I still hers. It's pink. I don't care. I'll I'll put it on. Yeah, snuggies are worth it. Yes. We got so saturated. That's fine. I like this. Co- I like conversations like this that we'll go off the rails and talk about snuggies and we'll talk about other snuggies stuff. Snuggies are fun. Yes. You can use your phone and stuff, turn the channel without having to <laughs> get your arms all cold. Yes. We're at the Walmart. We're at like a robe. <laughs> Why not? They wear all Why kinds not? of things to Walmart. See, that's what I'm saying. I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen worse. I have. There's all, all kind of videos about the worst of people to go to walmart yeah well you know no I judgment like, i like walmart yeah but i mean i wouldn't i don't think i'd wear a snuggie myself but i'd probably trip and fall like I said, I <laughs> you might wife. trip and fall i mean if you got the good one it will give you a train so when you walk through it's kind of like a cape and you're just walking through walmart enjoying your day out shopping no i hate shopping you hate I, I shopping hate, i hate shopping i mean i like shopping even if i'm shopping for milk or something uh, I, when That's i go great. to the grocery store i got a list and as long as I go by myself, I'm good. I can I write down everything that I have, and then I'll go get it, and I'm out of the store in like five minutes. That's the If way. my kids go with me or my wife goes with me, I'm in there for an hour. I like to go to where they have the CDs and compare um, like other people's album covers to my, my own just to, just to see. <laughs> so that's what I do when I go to Walmart. I have to make a stop, and then I have to see what kind of movies they have, and if Matt Barr has released any movies, I have to check for that. And I have I have a lot of things I have to do at Wally World. <laughs> now you mentioned your album. Yes, we'll, we'll, I'm gonna try to steer us back to music okay. a little bit. We got We got to go back to music. Enough bit. about the Snuggies. Snuggies aren't sponsoring me, so what's the point? Right, Snuggie sponsor anybody? I don't. I don't care. I'll take any sponsor. Snuggie, <laughs> Girl Scouts. I don't care. Georgia Songbirds George sponsored Songbirds. by Snuggie. By Snuggie. I could say that, and I have no problem. I'm manly enough to say it's brought to you by Snuggies. It needs to happen. It, it does. Okay, but back to music. <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a fun interview. Um, your album cover, because you mentioned something about album art. Where did you get it done, and did you do it yourself, or do you have somebody that helps you? I have a great photographer, but she moved to Florida. <coughs> it's so sad. Her name is Devin Whitney, Okay, and she takes all my pictures, and... Um, I sent, I don't, I'm not very visual. I, I will have no memory of what anything looks like later, but I'll remember everything that's like sound yeah. and everything that was said, but I don't remember what anything looks like. So I send her my songs and say, come up with a visual for this, please. Cause I have no idea. And she's like, all right, don't worry. Just show up to this location and wear this <laughs> and we should be good. So, uh, it was at Lake Lanier Islands. Is where I got my album cover made, but then also it was uh, my single cover for The Blue, 
recently released in okay actually it was last year in like june so it wasn't recent but it's still new yes. to me so i think it works but uh it worked out pretty good because i just had two outfits and then we had you know two covers done <laughs> see somebody told me to bring an outfit i have jeans and a shirt that's all i got <laughs> I, I have no outfit I like to dress like a pirate sometimes. So for um, the blue, I was like, girl, I know. <laughs> I'll show up like this. And I did. And it worked out. And I think the album covers look pretty like, pretty like the, like pretty much like the songs. That's right. what I'm trying to say. It's, it, it looks the way it sounds, even though I didn't know that's what it looked like at the time. Now I feel like, yeah, that's what it looks like. Now, I could, do you still dress up for Halloween? No, except I did this year. But for a mini a year, I was like, no, I'm just going to eat a shrimp ring, and that's Halloween. But um, I realize now that that sounded kind of weird. I didn't need the whole shrimp ring. But I did dress up as Apollonia from Purple Rain. Oh, my gosh. I just showed her what we dressed up for Halloween. It's a clown, twisty the clown. That is so her. scary, but also me. brilliant. I scared this. Like, I went, I've never been to like an adult. Last year was my first adult halloween party usually i take the kids so i went to this one this lady apparently has a very big phobia of clowns did she kick you out no she ran every time i came around she would run away so that's her so boyfriend weird. was like hey come here i want you to go over here and follow her around that's terrible my she used to break up with him <laughs> my wife said stop that because she had it i mean she was like literally shaking and scared so i had to take everything off and show her that i wasn't a, real a clown. scary clown right <laughs> Sounds like somebody is in the market for a new boyfriend. Probably. Yeah, break up with him. <laughs> I mean, unless you love him, but God bless. Right. Well, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You got you to gotta be strong enough to put up with men because we are kind of a pain in the ass. Had it been me, I would have been like, excuse <laughs> me. I, I, my wife, I've scared many a times. I, she is so scared of spiders. Deathly afraid of spiders. That is so, so sad. Did you scare her with a spider? Absolutely. Oh. I would uh. go buy one of those electronic ones and have it run around. But she, now she got me back because I am deathly afraid of snakes. And the reason I'm afraid of snakes, and I don't know if I ever told this story or not. Uh, when I was five years old, I lived in Eatonton. I don't know if you know that, South, South mm -hmm. Georgia, Putnam County. Um, and bad snakes everywhere. So first time I came across a snake, my Tonka truck fell off the porch. I jumped down and got it, landed right in front of a rattlesnake. Oh, my so, goodness. got away from it. That is so scary. But... First time I learned to swim. Now, did you, when you learned to swim, did your mom do the same thing I did? Just throw you in the water and that's how you swim. That's no. how they taught me how to swim. Throw it in, you got to swim. Well, my dad did that to me and a water moccasin popped up behind me. So you I just went, have bad luck. I do. With so snakes. I, I went under the water. He had to come get me and that's why I'm, I'm scared of snakes. Bad luck. Mm -hmm. So I'm up there at the edge of the driveway talking to my sister. I saw this family land, family graveyard, everything back there. And there's a snake sitting there. My wife kicked it. Kicked it right at me. Yeah, I jumped well, and screamed. Well, and I mean, I took off. I, I was not manly at that time <laughs> one bit. It scared the crap out of me. Because, I mean, I'm just, like, same thing. I'm deadly afraid of snakes. So she got me back. I'm that way about bears. Like, bears. I've had a fear of bears for, like, my whole life. And everywhere I go, there's a bear or a bear. Like, okay, this once. Mm -hmm. I was on a bus ride to the Grand Canyon. And, we, and they had a bear movie about like, like a man-eating bear movie on and i was like i'm trapped in this tiny little toaster thing and i just can't get out and there's bears on tv and then merida came out and i was like 12 
Okay, that came out before I was on the bus ride. But I was like, I got to go see this movie. It's about a redhead. And when I got there, the mom turns into a bear. And I was like, what's the deal? Why is this happening? But also microwaves. Bears and microwaves. Bears and microwaves are my biggest fears. But microwaves don't really haunt me as bad as bears. Okay. It's fine. You was in Arizona. Did you ever, did you visit or did anybody try to take you to Bear, Arizona? No. Do you know, it's a little uh, state park that they have called, they call it Bear, Arizona. It's close to the Grand Canyon. It's um close to Flagstaff. It's like on the way from, from Flagstaff to the Grand Canyon. Because we stopped there because we couldn't go to Grand Canyon. So I want to take the kids somewhere. So you wouldn't like that place. Because you're really walking wouldn't. around and the bears are, they're not out, but they're in a cage and. They can't get to you, but it would it would scare you. That would be like my nightmare. I gotta know why microwaves. Is there a, a rational reason? Or there just... is totally a rational reason okay. because microwaves are evil. <laughs> How so? Well, um, radiation. Uh huh. The noise they make when they're cooking. <laughs> Everything about them. <laughs> I have a I have a board on Pinterest. If anyone wants to follow it, it's called "Why I'm Afraid of Microwaves." It's a great board. Go Absolutely. look it up. <laughs> Anything like that, pitch it. I don't care. Any I mean, listeners <laughs> want to follow my Insta- my Instagram, my Pinterest. I got good stuff on Pinterest, but I also have that board, which maybe is weird to some people. But if you are into like reasons to hate microwaves, definitely follow that board. My wife would w- definitely read that because ours. I have to unplug it every night. That's great. She, she sounds like, great. She's like, yeah, she's 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 great. She's a nice lady, but sometimes there's sometimes like what? she's like, I hear that. I was like, what? I don't hear anything. So now I can actually hear the microwave home when it's plugged in. So oh. it's, it's old, so I unplug it. That's it. amazing. She so, sounds great to just, like. I mean, I feel like we connect since I'm also very anti microwave. Yes, she's she wants to build a tiny house and live in a tiny house. And I'm like, I cannot live in a tiny house. I said, I'll build you one, and you can live outside in it, and just come see me when, whenever you know. I'll a come she, a she house. Is that a what it's house. called? <laughs> uh, uh, what you call a? Um, they call a mother-in-law suite. No. Oh. <laughs> you want to play another song for us? Sure. What you want to play? I will play all the other roses. A song off part two, but um, spoiler alert. I did an acoustic version of it on my album part two, but on my next album, which I already know what it's named and stuff, and I'm not going to announce it yet, <laughs> is uh, this will be on this on that one also because that was just like a little bit of a hint for what was coming on the next one. Now you said all the roses, all the other roses, all the other. And now, what is there a story behind this song? Okay, so. Uh, my sister said something that sounded like all the other roses and I was like that would be a great I don't even remember what she really said but then I thought that would look really great on the back of a CD so I went home and wrote a song about it but my thought process was two people who are really into each other but are complete opposites Uh and it's doomed god bless
really nice thank you normally i have my uh pa system here i like a like 16 foot when i run it like bands and stuff too mm-hmm. so I was, i'm gonna try this way so plug, plug it plug it in i plug it move it back and forth <laughs> um i love your voice thank you i love your voice do you know uh claire what's her name claire bowen i think is her name uh from the show nashville yes you've got that same kind of voice that she does you. So you're sitting there singing about the roses, and I'm thinking the Black Roses song that she sings. I remember that. We used to watch Nashville all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, the way you sing and the way you write, it's kind of kind of the same feel for it. Thanks. So you've only been writing for it like six years? Yeah. You're really into it for six years? Mm-hmm. You're amazing by six years. I mean, that's Thank that's you. crazy good for six years. I mean, how many songs have you written so far? Have you even... Have you lost track? Um, I think I have. Well, I know I have over like okay, like uh, close to sixty copyrighted songs, mm-hmm. and then I just um, well, I okay, so I wrote two new albums last year. I wrote one album over the course of a couple months, and then I um wrote another album in a week because I just had a whole lot of ideas and was like I gotta write all these down, and then I liked all the songs I wrote, so um. I guess I have like 70 nice that I um claim. Can you remember them all? Yeah. Wow. I guess so. I mean there might be a couple <laughs> I don't remember, but most of the most of the ones I've copyrighted are ones I've like performed okay. before, so That's that's good. That's I met a guy in Nashville asked him the same question. He goes, I think about a thousand, I think. I'm like, Jesus, That's I gotta, so many. I got to write, but he's been writing since forever. 
he's got like number one hits from the nineties and stuff. So he's got like tons of tons of songs. I can't remember mine. I mean, so I guess I don't know if it's just because I'm old or because I was knocked out when I was younger and hit in the head too many times. I can kind of remember when I play it, but I have to go back and do it. And it's like, how did I play that song? But I also realized I was horrible at time before I started the band. I was horrible at time because I, I don't keep it. I, I never counted while I was playing. I just play in it and yeah. making a song. So tell everybody kind of your songwriting process. Oh, it's different every time. So um, sometimes I'll have an idea for a title, mm-hmm. like with All the Other Roses, and then I just go write <coughs> a song based around the title that I had in my head. And sometimes I have a lyric that I build off of. I I find myself writing songs that are kind of based off of literature. Okay. Um, the album I'm working on recording right now, I just started recording. Um, that one is uh, the dark romanticism movement based off those uh, off of literature from that um, period. But uh, Courtyards and Aviaries Part 2 is um, the neoclassic revolution based off of that and then uh well it's more like pre-raphaelite and then part one is definitely neoclassic but i find myself writing um from what i'm inspired like a story that i've read or heard or something i i like to kind of like not really like rewrite about them but use them as ways to um like make analogies for things i don't i don't really like the metaphor as much as i like the analogy Mm -hmm. (laughs) so my songs are um um, full of analogies, but my, my songwriting process is different every time I think about something or something happens to me and I'm like, oh, I've got to write a song about this. Like, I'm just so furious or so happy or whatever. I'm going to write a tune. And so I um, pull from things that I've, that I've read or things that I've seen, things that I've heard other people say, things that I think of at 2 a.m. and yes. put them in songs. My wife has yelled at me because I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and grabbed a guitar. Yes, though. Stop playing at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I have to, like, um, like get my phone and record it because mm-hmm. I know I'll wake up everybody in the house. And um, But I, I would get my phone and like record an idea. But this last album that I, I just finished writing, I would wake up. Or I guess I wouldn't even wake up because I would just be awake. But I'd be thinking all of these really weird thoughts. And then I woke up and wrote it out. And so I was sitting with my girlfriends. We were having coffee. And we were all like, yeah, our 2 a.m. thoughts are so weird. And then they were like, yeah, I have some things in my notes. And we all got it out. And I read mine. And it was so embarrassing because it was so weird sounding. And they were like, man, that would make a really good song. And I was like, I don't know. It's like 2 a.m. thoughts are really weird. But they do sometimes end up (coughs) in my album. So we'll see. It happens. I mean, it, as a songwriter, you get inspiration when you get it. That's I mean, true. I got. A, I wrote a song, "Walking in a Kroger." I saw this guy on a, uh, and he had his shorts on, and he's wearing Crocs, which is drives me crazy. Croc, Crocs <laughs> drive me crazy. And he was uh, puffing on um, what do you call those things? Not a not a e cigarette. Not a vape. He was vaping. Ew, right? a vape. And I was like, "Where are all the men?" retweet i say that every day and then i, I put that at so the, my first line of that song is john wayne never wore skinny jeans <laughs> and i'm like the whole song is about that so i mean it comes at different times yeah so i know people ask me my weird thing about crocs my wife and kids wear crocs i hate crocs i hate them i hate them I, with a passion it, I, it's a weird phobia not phobia but it's a weird thing to hate i hate crocs 
But so she wears them out in public. I'm like, what are you doing? Put on pants. Put on shoes. Put on. You know, you don't. You don't walk out in your underwear. Why are you gonna walk in Crocs? It doesn't do anything. <sighs> it's not flip flops. You know, but weird phobia. Anyway, that's off on another topic. Um, but like I said, the the stories come at different times. So do you find it easier to to write like a when you're when you're because it is different. I understand. I write too. It's, it comes at different times. But is it easier to write the melody first, to write the hook first, or just doesn't really matter? It uh, kind of comes at the same time. Okay. If I have lyrics, I normally have a tune that goes with it. Um, because the way that I write is kind of like, I'll at first just hear like a beat in my head with okay. it. So then the the, the words kind of fit into the melody as I go. So um, they come at the same time, I would say. Okay. I don't know. I've never really like noticed that. Never noticed it. Now you're going to be going writing it. something about Snuggies. I'm right. gonna, definitely. I, I, really, I mean, I have some songs about barbecue chips and like stuff you wouldn't even know. <laughs> you're like, oh, like people are like, oh, I love this song. It has such deep lyrics. And I go, oh my gosh, thanks. I was going through a really hard time. But what I meant was I realized I couldn't have MSG and I love barbecue chips. And I was like, yes, I'm so sad about this. I have to write a song. So when people say it's really deep, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's what happens when you go through a struggle like what I've been through. That's so funny. That Not being hilarious. able to eat barbecue chips. No barbecue chips. It is it's funny tragic. when somebody, but people, that's what is the beauty about songwriting is they, they take a song that you're maybe playing around because oh, I can't eat barbecue chips and you write it and they're like, oh, it's so, so much meaning. It's so deep. So meaningful. Like songs I write are a little different because like everybody knows that's heard this, like my band, Alan, who sings most of the songs, he's like, I just call him like the angel in the group. He's like the choir. He's got the chorus. I'm like the heathen in the back of the church. Oh. So. One of my songs I wrote when I finished it, it was called Please Come Home. And I wrote it because my wife was uh, active duty. And so she was gone for a year. And the kids were five. So I'm like, okay, you're leaving kids here with a man for a year. You're asking for trouble. So I took care of them. We did what we did. But like my idea of fun is I took them skydiving. Skydiving? Like Y'all skydiving. skydiving? Indoor skydiving. Yes, I took them indoor skydiving. Sounds so scary. I'm so bad at falling. <laughs> like I get I'm like... I wake up when, you know, that falling thing that uh, you have, and I'm oh like, yeah. oh, that was so tragic. <laughs> now I'm going to write a song about when you wake up and you feel and like you you're fall. falling, and I'm going to make it sound like it's something really scary really and deep, scary. but it really, it's not. <laughs> they had a blast. I mean, it, I've got oh. pictures of them there, because they, they get in this thing, uh, this big, I don't know what you call it, like a tube with the instructor, and as soon as you get in there, all the air pushes them up. So they're flying, and their little faces got like just spit flying everywhere, <laughs> and their their cheeks were blowing back and forth. I mean, they had a good time. So, and then like they had a uh, free acting classes in LJ. I was going to take them too. So that's the kind of stuff I take them to do. But I wrote it and uh, it turned into be like the first line because it started on my, my little girl. She came in here and said, Daddy, my, my pajamas are wet. I don't like sleeping in wet pajamas. So that started the song because I was playing on the guitar. I said, well, I don't like sleeping in wet pajamas. It's the opening line of the song. And then I turned it into um, just weird stuff that happened in my 20 years of dating and stuff like that when I was dating weird things that happened mm-hmm. and I went out and played it and this lady says does that guy know he's an ass oh. and I'm like since I wrote it about me he absolutely knows he is oh. so it's funny that you write stuff like that and it's like oh it's deep it's meaningful and it maybe it's not it's so, <laughs> the ones I feel are deep and meaningful people are like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but that one song and I'm like mm-hmm. I guess I should just start writing more about like like okay like on friends uh-huh. when she's like nothing really sad Phoebe's like nothing really sad has happened to me in my life 
And then she's like, I can write about that time my hair did that woo-woo thing. Ooh, yep. Yep. We love Friends. My, my, my daughter is hooked on that show. She's I watched love it. Friends. I, I watched it this morning. Did you? I did. I love a good Friends. She loves that show. I'm surprised she didn't come running in here when you started talking about it and tell you what episode that was on. Because she's <laughs> big, big into the Friends. And then there's a part I was like, I got I to watch. It's like, can kids watch that? I don't remember. <laughs> And I, I know there's like one always. episode. Yeah, I know. Because then this question was like, like uh. I said, she's going on 13. She's 10 going on 13. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. So thanks, friends, for, I guess it's my fault for letting me watch, <laughs> watch <it>. friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forget where we're going now with that whole conversation. It just threw me for a loop. That was hilarious. Um, Your song, we were talking about your songwriting. And yeah. is there, oh, I know what it was. Is there a song that you do that you don't like doing, but everybody else loves it? Because you kept mentioning like the, okay, the barbecue chips. So. A song I don't like doing that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There are quite a few. Mm. <laughs> I, I guess I'll do one of my <coughs> songs instead of a cover. Because there are a few covers I used to like doing and now I'm like, ugh. Like what? I don't want to do this cover anymore. I don't know. I don't want to say. Because you want your friends, somebody's going to ask you to do it now. You don't have to do cover. You still do original songs. I don't care what you play here. I'm just like, I hate Wagon Wheel. I will not play Wagon Wheel. <gasps> hey, you sub- I just knocked over my tuner because I agree. Okay, back when Old Crow Medicine Show did that song, mm-hmm. I liked it. But not since whatever happened to it. God bless. <laughs> it came on the radio the other day while I was looking for, uh, I was shopping. Shopping. I was shopping and it came on and I was like, I'm leaving this establishment. And I might not return for a long time. <laughs> it's not the store's fault, but it made me real mad. But God bless. If you like that song, then high five. Um, I, no judgment. Okay, a song that, a song, okay, that, okay. I like the song, but I don't like playing it. Like, I don't like the way that the strumming pattern is, even mm-hmm. though I wrote it. It's too narcissist. Okay. I am so proud of that song and all those things, but whenever like I'm playing it out, I'm like, oh, the song is going to go on forever. <laughs> but it's like my most streamed on Spotify, Strange, and like right? most yes. And so I'm like, oh, I should play that song and start like getting more like back it up a little bit and stuff. But then every time I try to play it, I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh, and a new song that I wrote called Oxford. Uh-huh. It's so fast and it's a tongue twister. And so I love to um, think about what I would do with it, but it's like really difficult to sing. Okay. So that one and Two Narcissists. Now, what is Two Narcissists about? Because I know okay. it's on there. It's on the Spotify stuff. I saw it. Yes, it is about a tragic story. Barbecue chips. Barbecue chips. We're out <laughs> at the grocery store and they were playing wagon wheels. So I left. And I left and I was like, <laughs> whatever narcissistic person pointed that on the radio. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, um, there's this tragic story about this girl. Her name, she's a nymph. Her name is Echo. This is a Greek myth for anyone who doesn't know. She uh, can only repeat what other people say, but Narcissus is in love with himself. And he's like, why are you talking to me, crazy lady? I'm trying to look at myself in the water. And so she just stays there and stares at him and repeats all the things he says. But he looks at himself in the water and he's like, I've never seen anything so beautiful. <laughs> and he lays there looking at his reflection so long that he starved to death and dies. And then some goddess, I don't remember, turns him into a Narcissus flower. And Echo is turned into an Echo. 
like the sound that you make when you yell and it <laughs> says yell 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 i mean everybody knows what an echo is i just was it sounded weird when i said an echo turns into an echo like yeah. you know just gotta clarify but anyway i wrote that song about narcissistic relationships because i was just really in the fields one day and um then I was comparing it to Ovid's Metamorphosis, which is the book that Echo and Narcissus is in. And I was like, you know what? That would be really... And actually, the whole um, part one is an Easter egg for that because it maybe opens the album and uh -huh. maybe reprise closes the album. So uh, the part one is Echo. And then part two is Narcissus because it has two Narcissus on it. Uh -huh. And it's all about my own feelings instead of like other people's. Because mm -hmm. I, I like to write songs about other people's problems <laughs> so i just felt like you know it was like it was a big um big reference that maybe i'm the only <coughs> one who got but took a lot of thought i have uh, a lot of a lot of um narcissus flowers in the uh single covers and stuff and um hidden around uh -huh. in different places and jw waterhouse is one of my favorite artists from the pre-raphaelite period and he painted echo and narcissus so i have um in this inside sleeve of my of like physical cds mm -hmm. is me as a recreation but i'm echo and narcissus looking at myself in the water it's really weird god bless but it's awesome though because <laughs> it's um it's a trick you have to send me the picture, and I will put it on the Songbird's Facebook page and the Instagram and all that. Absolutely. Okay. I will do that. I tell everybody the same time, send me whatever you got. I have no problem putting it on there. I don't care what it's about. I wrote a weird song called Snuggle, Snuggle Bunny that everybody loves. Is it about Snuggies? Nope, it's not. It's actually uh, it's, it's a true story, though. It's based because my wife likes dogs in the house. I hate having dogs in the house. I grew up with not animals in the house. So it's a progression of waking up with dogs. And so I'll let you hear it later, but it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's people love it and it's a cute song, but I, I wrote other stuff. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. So you want to do another song? Let's sure. do one more song and I'll do my video. I'll do this one live if you want. All right. Well, should I do lightning? What's one that I, I have, I had. Wagon wheel. Def no. <laughs> That's like free bird. <laughs> Do you have a per reference? I picked two. And then was like, yeah, I got three songs. Okay. I'll do <laughs> two narcissists. <laughs> I should. I talked about it in the... That would be that would be so. Um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Appropriate. appropriate. Would be so appropriate. We are here with Miss Jane and Jenny. Hello. And uh, I'm gonna flip around so you can see there's a lot better singing than me. And I'm, I'm old and I understand this stuff, so it's fine. Good. Flip around right there. Hello. This is two narcissists. <laughs> Thank you. 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just J-A-Y-N-A Jennings, and I should come up. And I'm on Spotify and iTunes and all that jazz, Shana Jennings. So much to flip back and forth from. <laughs> I don't know how to add icon- icons to that, so we'll just stop that right now. Okay. <laughs> back. Now, um, no wagon wheel? No. no. I don't believe I no will. No free bird? <laughs> no, no free bird. The first day somebody yelled free bird at me, I was like, this was a rite of passage. <laughs> well, you don't play at the bars and stuff anyway, though. You're doing like no. a church. So where did they yell free bird at? I was playing in a tent at a, at the food truck alley in Alpharetta. Okay. And it was like my last song, and I was going to bring everything down, you know. And then this guy's like walking by. And I said, this is going to be my last song. And he yelled, free bird. And I was like, keep walking. <laughs> Just keep walking. Now, is there a cover that you do like to do? What, what, okay. Is there a favorite one that you like to do? My favorite cover? Oh, Long Black Veil. Really? <laughs> Shameless plug. I just put it out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Now, did you get to um, tell people that may not know how, when you do a cover, what did you, what's the process you have to go through to get it to play on Spotify, iTunes, stuff like that? Well, you've got a license set, mm-hmm. which was actually a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be. But you can do it through... Um, like cover song licensing or, or any kind of um, like a tune core, CD Baby, those kind of things. You can go easily license your song. And then you um, you you um, pay in advance the writer. And then you can like earn your royalties and keep all the royalties that you've made, but you prepaid the writer of the song. Okay. So it was, it was quite a learning curve when I put out my first, because um, everything else that I had ever put out was either my song or a public domain like him or Christmas song or something like that. So that was, it was pretty interesting to do that. I've, I'd never done that before, but I feel like there's a lot more I could learn about things like that. It was my first cover, so I was like, I'll see what I can do. But it was it was not too bad. It was not too hard. Is there a cover that you do that people may not expect you to do? Playing with Fire, the Rolling Stones. Really? What do you think? That That's one. the one. People seem kind of shocked when I do that one, but I don't really know why. Do you change it up a little bit so that it's more for you than... I guess so. I mean, it's pretty true to the original version. Okay. Um, Like, I don't know what it is, but people are always really surprised by my music taste. Like, people, like my friends and stuff, mm-hmm. or like people I'm talking to are always really confused when I say the stuff I like because either, like, they think that I was too young to know the bands that I like, or I thought you only ever listened to like gospel quartets and stuff. I was like, why do I give off this kind of vibe? I don't really understand. Because the other day I said something like, Prince is my favorite. I love Prince. And it was like, I didn't expect you to like Prince. It's like, why? That's the cover that I do that nobody expects me to do. I'll do When Doves Cry. Really? I do it. And I had to change it my way because I can't, I wouldn't even touch it Prince's way. So I slow it way down. And I do, I do a cover. I do a Prince cover. I do Starfish and Coffee. Okay. I did one that everybody knows. It was easy for me to find the chords <laughs> to it. <laughs> Nobody really knows Starfish and Coffee, which was really surprising to me. But it's, um, I guess it shouldn't be surprising to me because I um, live for Prince's and, like, entire discography. <laughs> I can tell you what song came off what album. And, uh that jazz when it came out and stuff like that but, oh yeah you know it's fine starfish and coffee was on sign of the times which was like you know his his uh one of his first solo efforts i'd heard a uh, 
when they did a, when a guitar gently weeps and he's playing guitar have you seen the video yes, with tom, tom petty? petty yes tom petty was my first husband prince oh. was my 14th husband <laughs> so i've I, watched I, that quite a few times i've loved that video i because i've heard the song but it didn't really click and then when they played it and the way they did it it was just amazing how they did it it was amazing prince Hang is amazing what can i say <laughs> So I, I heard um, my sister when we were growing up, she had the tape of Prince and she had the Purple Rain stuff and all that that came out. So. I was at Apollonia for Halloween. This really? is the first year I dressed up for Halloween for a long time. And I was at Apollonia from Purple Rain. Okay. And none of my friends got it. But I was like, why don't y'all know this? This is this is great. Purple Rain is great. People don't have as much much attention span anymore and they don't see that far back like so i tell somebody at goonies or something i mean you see my shirt is all 80s stuff yeah. on it and they're like what I was yeah like, oh i didn't get God. your first two references but that's like i was like who am i normally i get references but not today i'm having not today not today that's <laughs> not fine today. that's fine you know what prince is that's good i know you prince. do print songs you do songs that i even had heard of. my first print song i ever heard was little red corvette really that was mine the was one. the beautiful ones okay no that was the second Prince song I ever heard. The first one was When Doves Cry. When Doves Cry. I think everybody's heard that one. And then uh, Purple Rain, my wife, she said, you should play that one. I was like, that's a hard song to play. Mm. I looked it up. I was like, yeah, I can't play that way. I was like, because I can play decent, but I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to hit that stuff. There's no way I'm going to try it. So I, I like to hear people's, when they take a song and make it their own, I like to hear their versions of it. Because it's it's cool that you'll play, especially the way you do it, because you play songs that nobody then maybe they don't know who it is. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, did you write that song? It's a good song. It's like, oh, but thank you. <laughs> what is it that I do that's like that? That people think I wrote? <gasps> yes. So there's this Loretta Lynn song that's um, gospel. It's, uh, it's uh, if God is dead, who's this living in my soul? Okay. And I sang it at church one time and my preacher kept like mentioning it in his sermon. So I was like, I'll sing that again. And then at, like, so we, my, um, um, the youth leader at our church was like, we'll get the kids to sing that one since everybody knows that one. And so we were going to sing it. And this girl said, what are we singing? And then the other girl answered her. She was like, oh, this song is called If God is Dead. Jaina wrote this song. And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> but I couldn't let on because they were talking to each other. And I was like, I'm not part of this conversation. <laughs> heard them say it and then after like we sang the song that girl came up to me she's like great job <laughs> i didn't write this song but everybody thinks i wrote that song but i didn't well that that's a testament as a songwriter and as a performer that they thought that you did maybe you yeah. take it as a compliment i take it as a compliment it's nice now you do like i said you, you do like a vineyards and stuff like that i assume or no i'm sorry what do you play you like vineyards and stuff as well too no okay so all the places you have I always ask people this um tell me a funny story that has happened to you why at a gig playing oh so many all right so the first two i can think of is uh this once i was performing at uh, the velvet underground in atlanta which is you know part of the uh, hard rock cafe mm -hmm. And I was standing outside tuning my guitar, and this man walked by and said, you playing tonight? And I was like, yeah. And he started singing. He was like, some people wait their whole life for a moment like this. And he starts singing to me, and then he walks, around, uh, walks away, and he turns back, and he like folds his arms. He's like, that's what people are into, girl. You got to learn <laughs> stuff like that. And I was like, I'm sorry. All I, I just sing folk, but God bless. <laughs> I don't understand. And then the other one was like, I don't know. Um... 
I had I had gotten like shots in my arm, and this person kept hitting me in the arm, saying, "Keep singing." <laughs> like stuff like that happens to me a lot. Lots of people give me hugs and stuff, and we talk about funny things, like where we get our haircut and stuff. But that's my shows. Like that's that's, that's it. It's either somebody sings to me or somebody talks to me about where we get hair. Yeah. Where, where we get our hair done. <laughs> Dad, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't worry about my where I get my hair done. I, Alan had that. He had. We were singing at um. What was it? it was uh, Victoria Lake. I can't think of the name of the Sunset Grill. And uh, this guy came up and gave him a hug and gave him 20 bucks. And I'm like, nice. I thought he knew him. He's, I have no idea who that is. I'm like, he just came up and gave you a hug? To me, that's so weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't go up and hug people. So People come and hug me all the time. That's so weird to me. Kids come and get in my lap. Uh, kids, I understand. Kids are kids. Like, kids people do anything, come and but... hug me. Kids come and get in my lap. Like, I make friends at grocery stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. I normally like make friends with people at like Arby's and places like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just like everybody. Everybody is a potential friend. Maybe I just look too scary because I don't get hugs, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it anyway. Cause it's weird. Somebody comes up and hugs me. It's like, why and are you that's like me? really like, I'm not a hugger. I don't like, I'm like not. I'm a cat. I don't like, like I'm a cat. <laughs> I don't like to be touched or anything, but people come up and hug me a lot. And sometimes people just don't let go. And I'm like, okay. Right. There's two cats in there. I know exactly when you say that. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's that's how I am. But it's okay because I realized that, um, like, I think that maybe I'm just like a sensory thing. Like mm-hmm. my like my hair. Maybe people just come up and start hugging me and touching my hair and stuff. Because they don't see red as often. You're not two percent of the population. Is. I guess it's the way that it is. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, um, people. I've met a whole bunch of like people at my shows over time and almost everybody that I meet comes up and starts like touching my hair and playing <laughs> with my hair and stuff. I don't know what it is. I met, I've met bands where people played with my hair. I met Mr. Mistopheles from cats one time and he played with my hair. <laughs> it's a thing. <coughs> that's the first time I've ever heard that. That's, that's funny. I won tickets to see the grassroots and the swinging medallions. Okay. And I was like, heck yes. And I went and they had the grassroots in the back signing autographs. And I was like, I listened to these guys on 60s on 6. I got to go talk to them. And I walked up and they were like, sweetheart, did your parents drag you here? Did you you have any fun at all? And I was like, no, I dragged my parents here. Like, (laughs) this is so cool. And they couldn't believe that I actually listened to their music. So they they wanted like, they kept like talking to me about how old I was and stuff. And the lead singer just started playing with my hair and kept going. She's like, I think I was 16 at the time, right? She's 16. She likes our music and she's 16. And my mom took our picture and it was real weird, but it was real fun. <laughs> but I was just like, this is just normal. People just play with my hair for no reason. See, and you like that kind of music. I remember I took my son. Uh, do you know those? Um, there's a dog whining. Oh, that's a sad sound. Nick, let me out so I can make a mess. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, what is that place called? It's um, where they have, um, it's not karaoke singers, but they're they're like singers that dress like the. Uh, impersonators. Impersonators. I can't remember the name of that. There's something, it's called something, but you know what I'm talking about though, right? It's an impersonation place. Mm-hmm. So we went to one of my, my son, my oldest now, he's, he's probably six then at the time. Because we was in, I think it was in Memphis. Might have been in Tennessee. And uh, he's sleeping through like, the whole set you know and then so he wakes up like it toward the end so he, he has to go to the bathroom so i take him into the bathroom and we're trying to find it and elvis the guy dressed as elvis mm-hmm. helps 
to help him where he's going. So he likes Elvis, and they kind of I kind of know why now because he met Elvis when he was little, yeah. or he thinks he met Elvis. So I understand that stuff. It's fun. That's awesome. I love Elvis. Yes, I do Elvis impersonation. I just I don't like Blue Hawaii. No, like Blue Hawaii. Mm-mm. The movie or the song? The movie. The movie. Okay. Like I always joke that Elvis was my third husband. I even have a shirt that my cousin made for me that says Elvis is my third husband. But uh, I just can't with the Blue Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Like he used to be like this, but then Blue Hawaii only took him down like a little tiny bit because I love Elvis. But just Blue (laughs) Hawaii was just a real downer. Well, I didn't worry about his acting skills too much anyway. It was Elvis. (laughs) I I always want to know what would A Star Is Born the 1976 version have been like if it was Elvis instead of Chris Christopherson since Elvis wanted that part. I don't know. Would have been a totally different movie. Absolutely. Have you seen the new, the new Star is Born? I refuse. You refuse to watch it? I refuse. I love the 1976 version and I watched the one from the 30s, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't it the 30s? Yep. Anyway, I haven't seen the one with uh, Judy Garland, but I am going to rent it ASAP, but my favorite it's like my fifth favorite movie of all time. It's the 1976 version with Babs. Babs. I, I watched the new one. I don't think I've seen the one with Chris Christopherson though. Oh. I know, I know, I know it was a remake of the original, and this is a remake of the remake. But I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, this is the fourth remake. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. I know. There was um, one in the 30s, and then the Judy Garland one, then the Babs one, and okay. then <coughs> this and then one, Lady Gaga. As which, if. She actually did a really good job in it, and That's I was surprised. Good. So, but I don't know. I think maybe it's like I kept hearing the songs everywhere, being like, "This is yeah. nothing like the 1976 version." The 1976 version was written by Paul Williams and Barbara Streisand. Like, it cannot <laughs> compare. God bless. All right, I'm gonna ask you one more question. All right, because uh, I know that uh, you guys, where'd you guys come from? You're coming, right? Yeah, coming. Okay. Uh, we've been doing it a long time. I could talk to you guys forever. You're you're hilarious. Thank I you. I like having you as a guest because you're you're so fun. I like being here. Everybody, this is a fun show. It, thank you. You're fun. Thank you. I try because sometimes you get people in here and they get nervous and they don't want to talk and you got to drag them out of it. And I then, know what that's like. Oh. I've interviewed my fair share of like, are you going to say anything else? Right. Just a one word answer. Thanks. Right. It's like with my son when he was growing up. So how's school? Fine. Fine. Yeah. Did you have a good day? Yeah. I've had quite a few interviews where it was like, can you please like just make up something or something? <laughs> we have another hour to kill. Like. I'm going to ask you now then. I'm going to ask you more than one question because you brought that up. Okay. Um, you don't give names because I know that you don't want to do that. But the worst interview you ever did. Oh. Oh, there's so many. Worst interview where I was interviewing? Yes. All right. So there was a person who they had not done any research about our show, like it was on the podcast, Mm -hmm. any research about where we were, what the show was or anything, and gave like two-word answers, and that was it. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, all right. We're going to have to like put you at the end of somebody else's interview because this is is really short. So that was it. Mm -hmm. That was probably the worst. But everything... I mean, I really enjoy interviewing people. Sometimes it's kind of like, why can't you just come up with something to say? But most everybody's pretty great. And even that one I enjoy doing because you learn something every time. Yeah. As an artist and a songwriter, you need to take take it somewhat seriously because it's fun. You're out there. You're, mm-hmm. you're entertaining people. Yes. But you also want to be as professional as you can. It's true. 
you want to be professional because you don't want to waste anybody's time. But right. also, I feel like whenever God gives you a voice, you should use it. Like, don't just like, like, I mean, I just feel like whenever you have the opportunity to go and talk where people would hear you, at least say something that's going to really benefit somebody that hears you. Because maybe they'll never listen to your music or maybe they won't even listen to your whole interview. But if you say something that sticks with them, they might remember it down the road when they need it. Absolutely. I'm learning a lot about Judy Garland and, and history and stuff <laughs> like that. You're learning a lot so. about Chris Christopherson and Elvis yes. and Judy Garland and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of facts in my head, and sometimes I have to get them out, but they're not any valuable facts. They're just <laughs> stuff that's in there. Hey, that's fine. I mean, guys do like baseball and football stats, and, you know, you got the literature stuff that you're big on, too. That, that's great. You know, everybody's, you. everybody's got a thing. Everybody has a thing. So anything, I mean, everything that you say, somebody's listening in a, in a help me sort of way. Everybody's listening for inspiration or for, I mean, in a, in a bad case, somebody's listening for something to be angry about, but you know, like you, you gotta, you gotta um, use your voice to help people. Even if, even if like your main goal is promoting your music, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities where you could really change somebody's life with yeah. something you say. Yeah, and as songs, I mean, they do that. Yes, Every song true. that you have that means something to to somebody. Even my barbecue chip song, That's it really right. makes me happy when people message me and are like, "I really listen to your music. It helps me." Like, I got a message a while ago where I just was like, "This is what I do this for." Like, somebody yeah. had said that they listen to my music and it encourages them. And I was like, that's what I do it for. Like, I want people to feel encouraged. I want people to feel loved when they hear my music, feel hope when they hear my music. And right. what I always pray for is like, even in my secular songs, like let people hear Jesus. Like I want, I want to be a represent, a representation of Christ in all that I do, even though like, you know, if it's not necessarily a, like a Christian song, I, that's still my main goal. Yeah, and it should be. I mean, that's why you write songs because you want somebody to come up to you and say that that touched me. Yeah, you know, I had I saw me you you want to put joy and I want them to cry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just do. I want them to cry. So I want I want to know that I wrote a song that like oh it's sad it's so great it touched me and I've had that I've had a song do that. That's it happened great. Twice. I don't think it was the same song. One song it was one I wrote, uh, and the guy came up afterwards. He was almost in tears and he goes that I'm going through the same thing. And it was a, it's a horrible, horrible story of a song. What it is, it's a great song, but the story is sad. Yeah. You know, it's about bills and losing your kids and stuff like that. Sad. And then another lady I was playing in, um, Alpharetta Johns Creek over there at Adobo, uh, Tequila Bar. Uh, Ken Hess runs like an open mic stuff. So I'm sitting there playing, and this lady starts crying at my song. And I'm like, am I that bad? And I'm like, <laughs> she, she, she got me afterwards. Like, she, it touched her. I was like, Thank you. I, I like, love to see people crying in the audience. Right. It makes me it makes me feel like I'm doing something worthwhile. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like yes. if I can sing a song that makes somebody cry, the goal has been accomplished. Free bird. Free bird is going to make everybody <laughs> cry. You're going to just like everybody's going to be in tears. Be like, yes, yes. I tell you, Wynonna Judd did a version of Free Bird that is really good. She did. And that's one we played at my funeral. One of the songs. Nice. Because she she and she made it sad. I mean, it's already kind of a sad. It's not really a sad song, I guess, because they rock out to it. But the way she did it made it sad, and I liked it. Nice. So it was good. All right, I know I'm rambling on here. I know you guys got a ways to go, so I'm gonna ask you a question uh, that I ask everybody. What's your hidden talent? What's my hidden talent? Hidden talent. We all know you sing know. and write and you play. One? Everybody's got something. Like I do. Like I used to do Elvis impersonations. I used to sing like Elvis. Okay, that's it. I am really good at making cartoon voices, 
but like not on demand, I guess. Well, I, mean, I now, couldn't do it now. But you have to I, do it now. That's a, you got to show how to do it. I now. don't know, but like I am really good at Daffy and Julia Child, so she's not cartoon. No, but who else? Joni Mitchell. I and Judy Judy Collins. And Squidward. When I was a kid, I could really do Squidward, <laughs> like a really good Squidward voice. So that's my hidden talent is um, I feel like I could be a voiceover artist. So somebody please hire me. Well, now you got to give an example so they can hear it. <laughs> Check my website. Call me. <laughs> I mean, my and my other um, hidden talent is crochet. Crochet. I yeah, I can crochet a mean granny square. <laughs> I don't even know. What so let's hear let's hear one of your voices. I don't know. I feel like because I said I'm good at it, it's gonna be a complete disaster. I, I can go first if it makes you feel better. Go I'll ahead. do Elvis if you want me to. All right, go ahead. Everybody's heard this. They had, I can take this off so I can hear myself. <laughs> and I'm sick, so it's not gonna sound the same. Let's see, because every time <laughs> it's I do not karaoke, be as good as later on. <laughs> I'm on, I'm putting a disclaimer out there now, because every time I do karaoke, my mom makes me sing Elvis. Okay, yeah. And I have to sing the American trilogy. That's great. So I wish I was in Atlantic cotton. Old times they are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. That's it. Your turn. No, it's not my That's turn. That's your turn. What am I gonna do though? <laughs> I don't have any impressions right off my off my um head. Sure you do. You had all these people. I want to hear some Julie Childs if you can Lola do it. Lola. Lola. From um, um, the Looney Tunes show. I can okay. do Lola. Um, here, take my cottage cheese. I insist. <laughs> that was so spot on, but you probably don't know who she is. <laughs> it's all right. It just gives me more time to practice my new walk. More arms. Definitely. More arms. I'm going to have to look up Lola. Definitely. Definitely look up Lola. I'm still in character for Lola still right now. Gracious, my alarm is going off. It's time for, it's not time for unsigned chat. Why is my alarm going off? God bless, it's Wednesday. <laughs> I don't even know what happens on Wednesday. Eight o'clock is when unsigned chat happens. Okay. Join us. Yes. Now, oh, oh, um, join us. tell everybody again where they can find you at. All your social media, websites, whatever you got. Anything you'll plug, here's your chance to do it. Okay. Let me think of all the things you can look up. So my website is janajennings.net. My Facebook is janajennings13. My uh, Twitter is jana underscore underscore jennings, and that's the same for my Instagram. And um, unsigned chat is on Twitter. You can look us up at just at unsigned chat. And we also have a website and a magazine, which you should totally check out because I spent hours and hours and hours working on that magazine. So please do look that up. I did a couple of music reviews. So if you want a music review, please send me a message or an email, redsings13 at outlook.com. And um, look me up on Spotify <laughs> and yes. iTunes and Google Play and all that. J-A-Y-N-A Jennings and my album Courtyards and Aviaries Part 2 is out now as of August 2nd. So go listen to that. Yep. And thanks for mom for bringing for you. For reminding me. I was like, what else do I do? Do I sing or something? <laughs> All I remember is the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Spent hours on that magazine. And be proud of it. I think I mean, it looks good. Anything you do like that, you, you should be proud of. Because 
Retweet. Nobody else is doing stuff. I mean, I could make a magazine. I can't even hardly write. I mean, I'm like, I'll get sidetracked and write weird stuff, you know, to happen. And like, well, what am I thinking? Because I used to want to write novels. That's what I wanted to do when I was a kid. I was like, oh, I'll write a novel. And then I sat down to write and it's like, I don't want to do this. this I wrote a couple some. plays. Did you really? Yeah. See? Like, um, scripts. But <laughs> they're hecka weird, so. It doesn't matter. Most of them are. Most of them are, right. yeah. So I wrote I wrote a couple of plays, and I've always wanted to write a novel, but the closest I've ever come is a novella. So I've never achieved that goal, but maybe one day when I have a longer storyline, I guess. <laughs> short stories like Stephen King. He made movies off of short stories. Children That's of the true. Corn. The Birds by Alfred oh, Hitchcock. Oh, that movie freaked me out. Was actually a short story. And that movie really freaked me out, too. When I walked outside of my sister's house today, there was a million birds screaming, and I was like, this is the end. Birds always attack me. I don't know why. My I had girlfriends that had birds, and it never failed. They would let them out, and it would come at my head every time. And then when I go on the beach, these the damn seagulls would come at my head. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I hate birds. So I do not go around <laughs> people with birds. And my little girl wants a bird. I was like, no, no. Have you seen that? The bad lip reading Yoda. Bad seagull. Oh yes, bad seagull. Is that yeah. you? Yes. No, that's not me. <laughs> I've seen it though. No, I mean not. Is that you? Oh, being is yeah, that pay, like pay, you? Like in my head? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's this me. This one time, uh, I was walking to the door, and um, my boyfriend opened. Like he walked behind me, and I opened the door to my house, and a bird was in our wreath <laughs> and flew and hit me in the neck, and I started <laughs> screaming and almost fell off <laughs> our stairs. And and so then I walked inside the house. And he started walking away from our 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 um, house, and I was in the living room, and Mom started screaming, and then I started screaming because Mom was screaming, and the bird had flown in our house, and he ran to the door and was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "There's a bird inside my house," because you know, like I've seen the birds, I know what they, I know what they're gonna do to you oh, whenever yeah. they're in your house. And Dad had chasing around, and he was making all kinds of crazy noises, and it was very funny if I wasn't afraid of birds, but at the time it was extremely stressful. I was like, "Get." this thing out my house i had a bird that would land on my window uh-huh. every day like my wind like on the outside of like my windowsill yep. and and look in at me and poke on my door <laughs> and i loved that thing and it was like the one bird in the world that i liked and then all of a sudden one day there was this hawk that flew into my window and caught it oh. and i watched it and it set and it like had it in its talons like claws and was murdering my friend and i was like i've witnessed a murder somebody called the police it was so traumatizing and i'm still not over it hawks are ridic- <laughs> ridiculous she's upset about it still i'm still upset about it it was so awful and it was just staring at me like you see what i'm doing to your friend yep. <laughs> i'm a bird and i can i'm a predator i'm a hawk this is so much fun. This was fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Everybody, that was Jana Jennings, and this was the Georgia Songbirds, and we were not attacked by hawks. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. Now I'm going to walk outside and get attacked. I, I jinxed myself. Not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> A thousand memories swim round in my mind. There's a million bright stars in the sky. I 